Yeah. Oh shit. Now it gets serious. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Welcome. Oh, God. Welcome to the edge of nowhere. Everybody and welcome to this very special interview edition of the Monster Lore Tour Paranormal Deep Dives from the Edge of Nowhere podcast. I'm your host Jeremy Carr here along with my co-host and the jabber to my walkie, Mr. Matt Ozero, aka the Moz. How are we doing today, Moz? No complaints. That's actually perfect because we got some jabber today. I felt that was fitting for this yeah. interview. Yes, it makes me want to take a walkie. Like, oh, <laughs> around the no. block. <laughs> 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 Anywho, uh, our first segment is typically old business. We are cheating on our order a little bit here, so we're going to push that back to next time if we do have anything outstanding at this point. If you want to help us out with that, send us an email at monsterloretour at gmail.com. Let us know anything we missed or something we need to correct, and we'll definitely get back to it next week. Uh, before we get going, do us a quick favor and hit those like, subscribe, share, rates, reviews kind of buttons on whatever platform you're on. Make sure you follow us along in the Monster Lore Tour here so you don't get left behind. Can you tell I'm excited? I just want to roll right through all this preamble stuff. We finally got the interview we've been talking about since like episode three. Mm-hmm. We got Logan to sit down and rehash our shared skin walker story on the microphone it's kind of like the closure for my personal skin walker chapter yeah of this podcast honestly because unless something else happens pretty sure i've i'll have given you all my specific stories to that genre yes. once, once you've heard this episode it's if, probably your biggest genre i would say uh yeah we haven't gotten into my ghosts yet i do mm-hmm. have a little bit there you have other strange tales for and, sure I have some that I'm not even really sure how to classify. Yeah. There's not too many more us files that are going to come directly from me. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a few gems left in, in the chest. Let's put it that way. Nice. But how many F-bombs did you have to <laughs> edit out of this extravaganza? This was definitely a different sort of editing session for us. So viewer, um, l- listener discretion is advised. We do, I mean, we swear a little bit on the podcast. Uh, we do try to keep it to a minimum. Logan does not have that filter. No. Um, we did edit out, and he got me going too with all of his. I, I dropped a few, and I didn't even realize what Get we were these recording. Kids together. If you add it all up, I took about two dozen F-bombs, a couple of BSs, and things like that. Uh, there, There's a more s words than you're going to be used to from us in this one there's a few f-bombs which we normally try to avoid but just 
please know I did my best to take out all the ones we oh, could take out. Oh, I know out you did. Without breaking the continuity of the sentences and whatnot. It was annoying. I would like to take, my request is I'd like to take all those F-bombs, put them in a brown paper bag, <laughs> walk over to Logan's, put it on his porch. And light it on and fire. And light it on fire. Hell yeah. yeah. So yeah. he starts stomping on it, just starts F-bombing them all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> now, it was a really fun interview. So I'm, I'm sure he'll appreciate this opening too. Yeah. I'm going to catch a lot of F-bombs for editing out his F-bombs later on. Yeah. He's going to say uh, First Amendment or something. And we're gonna, yeah. Well, yeah. we're not the government. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Uh, but yes, be warned, there is a little extra swearing in this one for us, but it's not too bad. And I don't know. Anything else you want to say before we Let's get, get into it, it. Moz? I'm, I'm excited to just play this for the people. Yep. Yeah, All right. Without further ado, here is... The uh, Jeremy and Logan Skin Walker encounter story. All right, so here we are with our friend Logan. We're finally able to coordinate schedules and get this locked down. So uh, I guess this is going to finish my personal Skin Walker saga. Yeah. With uh, oh, and this does classify as an. Us files. Yes, it does. But then something happened. It happened to me. We're very familiar with Logan, as most people hang out in downtown Flagstaff at one time or another. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Say hi, Logan. What's happening, y'all? Nice. No, that that wasn't what's happening. That was actually Fat Albert. Yeah, it was Fat Albert. You're mixing genres. <laughs> Don't do that. So uh, we're going to, since I'm kind of part of the interview in this one, which is kind of weird, we're going to have Moz kind of referee, moderate and whatnot. Yeah. So he's going to kind of be the, the host today, and I'm going to more just be getting interviewed for the most part, at least yeah. for the first segment here. Awesome. So... Where are we starting, Moss? Well, this I just want to say I've heard a lot of stories, and this is the one that I had not. Uh, you poked into this garage. You didn't come all the way in. You were out there near your vehicle so you could get away quickly, but you, you kind of now teased. I'm stuck. Yes. Yeah, I'm stuck. But you teased it a little bit, and it was pretty darn exciting what, what little bit I heard. So we just want to get to it. You guys have a kind of a strange account. Uh, it does involve illicit substances, which we will discuss uh, what, what, what was on board so people can make their own determination. Oh, but we do do a thing, Logan. I guess I could do it for both of you. Uh, we do a little first interview we ever had. I just arbitrarily said, so do you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? So help me Godzilla. Very much so, sir. All right. Well, that's awesome. And yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, this is the one I wanted to hear. It's the last. We had more, Logan, just so you know, we had more stories of this particular critter than I would have expected from our close friends. <laughs> and some of them were set first, secondhand, thirdhand accounts, but some of them were firsthand. We've had some strange... Welcome to the Southwest, I guess, huh? Yeah. So yeah. before we even decide, and I don't even know because we, we haven't heard yet what your... I don't actually want to uh, jade this. I want you to say what you, th you think it was because I don't actually want to lead the witness. You are the lead of this because Jeremy kind of said, you're the one who really remembers this. And I heard you kind of say this minute per minute. You kind of remember the whole story. And Jeremy 
had to be reminded a little bit about some of the events. And then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were kind of, you were taking notes and you were aware of what was going on. So in some ways, you're just going to be kind of reminding Jeremy what happened. And uh, Well, do we start from the beginning? Yeah, why don't you just start from the beginning of the night and start telling the story. And when there's a pertinent question, Moss can raise his hand. and That works for me. Well... What was it? We went over to your apartment complex, me and an ex-girlfriend, and you offered the idea of drinking mushroom tea. So we're like, yeah, why, why not drink mushroom yes, tea? I sometimes do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we rolled a blunt, walked towards, uh, well, I guess that's up by Forest and Cedar and all that. We were kind of like hanging out in the shadows as we do again. Well, in that, we, we were walking in the woods, which is what I like to do when I drink mushroom tea. Yeah. And that the, that's the patch of woods that we've actually talked about quite a bit on the podcast at this point. It's White Oak Canyon. Across from the hospital and yeah. behind the Summit Center and all that. Yeah. Between Turquoise and San Francisco, it's a yeah. bit of a gully. Yeah, that's it right there. The whole thing was, saw your face flip with like the weird face paint. And the, it couldn't have been the mushrooms because we only like consumed them like 20 minutes beforehand. So, like, you don't hallucinate like that immediately. That's right. not, like, something. So that that was, like, kind of weird. So it was my face. I, I remembered it as someone else's face. But I did remember someone's face started, face. like, changing. You were wearing that, like, top hat thing that you used yeah. to wear. And then I saw that shadow of a coyote. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Mushrooms don't work like this immediately. And we didn't have any more to eat. So oh, we're that's like, right. Coyote, too. Yeah, I saw the coyote go into the woods. And I didn't really see a coyote. It was like more so a shadow of a coyote. Didn't think much of it. We had Molly, the little puppy. She was like, what, six months old, seven months old? And she was running around like crazy. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get us through that. So we walk, we walk, we walk. And then we get underneath that Navajo willow, that really big one. Oh, over uh, off Fort Valley there. Yeah. Yeah. Down like have a soup high or something. Yeah, yeah. Over there over there and it just it felt really peaceful underneath that tree but it was kind of odd because you could tell it was like a euphoric mushroom trip it wasn't like here's psychedelia everywhere like the face thing was weird that's why i was like in my head like i've eaten mushrooms here we go and and just to note it i do know specifically they were golden teacher mushrooms which <laughs> does make a difference they're not as hallucinogenic it's much more just kind of makes you feel really good that big euphoric kind of feeling that's really mostly what it does most definitely and so yeah we got there and the dog kept trying to run off the trail and i understand this is like a six-month-old puppy having a great time running around in the dark with three crazy adults but she just kept trying to like she just tried going far away from us every single time going into the goalies and that was not like her she'd usually like stick by us and then it, that kind of felt creepy until we got to the library. Yeah, this part I remember. Yeah. Macy pukes all over her damn shoes. She was wearing like black vans or something like that. Some tight jeans. And she just like loses everything. Like when it comes to like emotionally and mentally, she was just like out, threw up, didn't pass out or anything like that. She was there, but like mentally she was just gone. And then we looked up ahead and there he was. But wait, but just were you guys following that urban trail, that wash? We were, yeah. To, to the to the library, Francis Shore, and then we took it right. all the way to the library. Perfect. That was just like the safest way to be on those dirt. Yeah, yeah. I seem to remember something about that gully on uh, Kendrick there, where it's one way just north of the park of uh, Wheeler Park. Wheeler, Wheeler, okay. is 
Kendrick Street. It's one way right there because the the southern way is oh, yeah. where the, the southern way would be is actually like the river, basically. Yeah. yeah. Seem to remember something in those shadows. I'm I'm probably getting in, stepping on your toes here though. So. No, I wouldn't say so. You're part of this too, man. Like this but, uh, is your story. Pick us well. up from pick us up from the library though. I rem- I remember yeah. this part. Okay. This is where it really got weird. So Macy pukes on her shoes. And we're like, okay, that's a little weird. You're like, you wouldn't just puke on your shoes. You put, puke in the bushes. That's what normal people do. <laughs> and we're like, okay. Not if it sneaks up on you. <laughs> and then we see like three blocks ahead of us, this like gigantic cloaked figure. And it's like kind of ratty cloaked in my eyes. And I'm kind of, I'm like trying to confirm these things with Jeremy. I'm like, what the fuck are we looking at here? I'm like, come on. Like, this isn't what we really think it is. Yeah, we were like, is this like a homeless dude? Yeah. Like, he, he definitely looked ratty, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, ob- even just as a as a shadow, it was like, obviously like a big, like, ratty looking dude, you know? And oh, again, yeah. how far ahead of it? How far uh, it seemed like he was three blocks. Like, it seemed like he was walking west to Thorpe Park gotcha. to go up in the woods. And that's where in my head I was like, this is a transient just doing his thing with a big ratty ass blanket that's dirty, just trying to go up in the woods, you know? Until we started seeing that fucker glitch left to right, sidewalk, left, sidewalk, right, sidewalk, north, south, north, south. And then I don't look at Jeremy. I'm just like, well, fuck, this is real. <laughs> I, and then I remember we're walking up the sidewalk and all of a sudden we look across the street and he's walking like straight across the street from us, like pacing us, watching us. Yeah. He, back. yeah, like he's right across the street, like pacing us all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And we actually stopped and we're like, we see you, fucker, you know, like, mm-hmm. we know who you are. Get out of here. We're not scared of you kind of <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And he takes off, like, not superhuman or anything, but like real quick just starts like hustling up the sidewalk, like speed walking or jogging kind of speed up the sidewalk. And we're like, oh, all right, I guess he's going to leave us alone. We like we stopped paying attention for a second and all of a sudden he's back right across the street. And then he started glitching like full-on horror movie where the head's shaking back and forth so fast you can't really see the features and stuff like he fate like he was fuzzing out i don't know if that was like the beginning of a transformation or something but it was really like something in real life straight out of a horror movie that was going to be my question is you guys basically saw the glitching you saw something that looked well yeah i had to i mean i'm high on mushrooms and i haven't had like too much psychedelic things happen except for like nice euphoria it was really good batch of it and we were just like okay this is a great walk let's just do this and uh, yeah but you and we both were like what the hell like when it was happening we're like this guy's glitching out dude (laughs) like like we both definitely saw it in the moment and reacted and said something about it the confirmation for sure so i had to look at jeremy because macy was you know she was like kind of with it but not really understanding what was going on i don't even think she saw it so like i don't know if that's like her being i have no clue well we have talked about how these things can be mind state related and what you do see. So with her kind of losing it and puking and kind of falling out of the zone and the two of us staying in that zone where we were like light dose hallucinogen or psychedelic, I should say in this case, that might've just, we might've just been in the right mind state to be able to see this guy for what he really was. When it jumped back, was that part superhuman because it seemed to have jumped back to where you did it, not it was just like he was faster than everything else like faster than a squirrel jumping up a tree you know <laughs> like yeah. he, he was able to just kind of 
go back and forth. When, once we like yelled at the guy, we were just, I felt like he got on a roof somewhere. I didn't see where he went. Like he just like kind of disappeared. It was like maybe a blur. I don't know. Right. Because it was just too fast. Wow. And so anyways, we get to my place. Crazy stuff. But yeah, I feel like in the morning when the sun was coming up, we were smoking our cigarette. And then that young Navajo kid was was walking down Upper Cognino. Yeah, when that Navajo kid walked, like I felt like I heard a growl, and that might have actually been the mushrooms. But like I heard him do like a really weird guttural growl, and that was the end of it. That's how it happened. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it really was like a build up to that moment where we did finally see the guy, and then lots of weird movement lots of weird interaction we you know we'd yell at him we weren't scared of him because mm -hmm. logan and i are who we are especially when we're together in that state we're like we're not scared of anything yeah, like man. a chicagoan and a boston guy walking around flagstaff <laughs> fuck you it's 3 30 in the morning yeah we see ourselves as the scariest things in this town there you go i i wouldn't until I would that agree. happened i would agree but uh yeah but uh but yeah the whole thing with like we see it or him i guess looked like a him and then all of a sudden it's there and then it's gone and sometimes no, moving normal, but then all of a sudden moving really not normal. And he kind of harried us for like, we walked a good few blocks with this guy kind of coming in and out and like doing weird stuff and kind of just kind of taunting us a little bit. I don't know. And I, didn't you, didn't you have a theory that he was actually after the dog? Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, why would the puppy that's always like at our heels be running into the goalies where the river goes every once in a while when it's temperate and it has water? And that's where she was going. And I get it. She's a puppy. She's She might do that. It's like 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock at night. And there's all kinds of fun things to play with down there. Yeah. But like, no, I just felt like maybe through that, once we realized the skinwalker was right there. And ladies and gentlemen, this isn't something I like to talk about. You know, it's a, some people feel like skinwalkers follow them. We live in the Southwest. I know a lot of native people who won't even talk about this whole thing. And so me coming in here, I wouldn't say I'm nervous talking about it, but it's, it's not to be talking about lightly right. in my eyes. We, we take it seriously. I don't know if you noticed how we say skin walker, but we try not to say the whole word at once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. As it, and we, and we slip sometimes, especially when we're like reading the title or something or whatever. But uh, I totally lost my train of thought. That's okay. Just roll with it. Um, what, what did you just say? I said skinwalker. <laughs> oh, being nervous about it. Oh, yeah, um, no, that's that. But, yeah, I, I have been, I mean, we've done a few episodes on this. We've done a few interviews on this already. And I do get, like, I get that nervous, tingly sort of feeling every time. And I'm pretty sure when I'm thinking about it right now, I'm pretty sure I've broken something before every recording for a skin locker episode that we're doing. And, <laughs> but only those, and I'm not guy, a guy that often He's breaks. He's never things. spilled anything that I've seen. And I've hung out with you for eight years and you dumped tequila all over the wires yeah. when we did our cursed episode. And now you, I just broke my weed jar before this one, like upside down, like jelly side down. Yeah. There's your fucking omens boys. <laughs> and just yeah. weird stuff. Episode three, mm. our, our first skinwalker episode, Logan was actually, I'm pretty sure fully cursed. The guy uh, cursed. It, it took us multiple tries <laughs> to get the thing done. 
And the last time we did it, I had to burn a bunch of sage in the room yes, before he, he I could actually get things to work right. And Jeremy did burn sage. Um, and we did film this in multiple cities in Arizona. <laughs> well, it's the only one we've had to do. I also, times. so my neighbor, they owned a trading post over on the Hopi Mesa. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to my friend Janice about it and she's Hopi. And she's like, okay, this is what you need to do. She gave me a bunch of bare root. And I was supposed to burn that counterclockwise around my whole apartment, which I did. I listened to her. And then she said, I just put bowls of salt, like sea salt, in the corners of your house. Mm-hmm. And after like a week, sacrifice it to a rock. And each bowl needs to go to a different rock. I don't know. I listened to it. Some lady gave me an arrowhead that she said was blessed. I eventually lost that arrowhead, so I obviously did not take care of it. But after that whole occasion, that Navajo lady was like, here, this is yours. Keep this as close to you as Protection. you can. Protection, yeah. 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 I mean, I just bought some ghost beads after uh, mm-hmm. my lady friend put down her dog. So I wouldn't say I'm a spiritual person, but I'm going to listen if someone tells me something. Oh, yeah. Or in the Southwest. <laughs> we we had a section on, on defense, and... None of that was mentioned. So that's actually really good information yeah, from, you know. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's defense. Yeah, we didn't have bear root on that list, no. I don't think, right? Nope. Yeah, that's what she gave we me. Juniper uh, and sage. and uh, My friend was just telling me, so she has an elderly Navajo friend during covid she got really sick, and she knew bear root is like kind of an expectant, so she, they were mm-hmm. making uh, like a tea out of the bear root. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I don't know. And she said she never died of COVID. She's still around. So there you go. The, you know, the natives do things differently. And I respect the shit out of it. Before we move on, I just got a couple of questions about the encounter. You did get a feeling it ended up on a roof. Did anyone catch a glimpse of something or hear anything? No, no. I just kind of had a feeling the way it disappeared and how it's popping up on us. Like, mm-hmm. obviously this creature this human being has powers that i might or might not believe in so you know they ship shapers yeah. like our shape shifters what yeah. did i say shape shifters <laughs> so you you felt like you were being toyed with basically oh yeah he wanted us to like attack him or mm-hmm. get violent with him and that's what i i've heard they want they mm-hmm. want you to be upset mm-hmm. and we are of course upset but no, yeah. we're not in the sense he thought we would be. Right. <laughs> it, it felt very taunting. Yeah. Like, like your mother smells of elderberries kind of taunting. Yeah. <laughs> that, that level of taunting. Gotcha. Like the, the French knights. But what about the, is there any other details of this eyes or, or, or anything else that you guys can no, remember? I don't remember it was a, his eyes. I, I honestly because that's that's is the one part I remember is when we were kind of confronting him from across the street and mm-hmm. he was coming in and out and yeah. stuff and it was almost like he wasn't letting us see him right yeah because okay. he, he was blurry he was a glitched out shadow wow he was like a shadow person yeah. but he was there he was definitely there it wasn't like a ghost mm-hmm. it was a human yeah it was a physical form like yeah. he was solid but he could move and like blur himself out it was really weird it, it was literally straight out of the horror movies every anyone who watches horror movies knows what i'm talking long about. hair i guess what you would expect really long hair i'd say down to his like mid back yeah. mm-hmm. but that was blurred too i don't really 
I'm getting, and that's what messes with me the whole time is the mushrooms. You always want to like think that you're a professional and you could go at it and it's fear and loathing. You could do whatever fuck you want. But sometimes, well, when two people see it, then like we're, it wasn't the mushrooms. He was just taking advantage of the fact that he thought we would not be in tune with ourselves. And we certainly more so than he thought or she. Yeah. That's, those are the only stories. Mm -hmm. Those those are the only stories I really like retelling are the ones where someone else was there. There's some kind of verification, like my one in the car right. where the guy saw the hit, the hitchhiker again as well. Yeah. End of episode five, if you missed it. Uh, so yeah, I, I really think that that plays into it a lot. By the way, that was my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Is, is there anything that you guys didn't validate that maybe uh, Logan saw and Jeremy didn't or Jeremy saw and Logan didn't? Because it sounds like Obviously, I had a girlfriend with me, so I'm trying to pay attention to her well-being. Right. You know? But seeing the figure up front, too, having a female with us who was a little younger than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were trying to, like, keep tabs on her, make sure she wasn't losing her shit. Right. Like, we're trying to be good people here and mm-hmm. not deal with a crazy shapeshifter. Right. Yeah. Keep uh, everybody safe, the dog, the, the people involved. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I don't... I wasn't going to think that model was going to just get disappear and get skinned, but you never know. People suck. <laughs> <laughs> so you were taunted and intimidated, but it doesn't sound like you guys were mortally afraid. No, why should you be? Like, I don't know. The I, I think I've said this before, but if you don't fear them, they, I don't think they can do anything to you. I think that's really the key with, with creatures like that is they feed on your fear yeah and the more you fear them it like a wild animal you know Mm -hmm. they say show no fear kind of thing like if you're really feeling no fear towards Mm -hmm. the guy i i think he's doesn't know what to do about it because that that's their in the fear is their in i was afraid you were going to say that i've heard (laughs) hundreds of stories from people who have dealt with this in the southwest mostly white people natives don't really talk about i've heard one story from a native Mm -hmm. about skinwalkers but i don't know man like i think it really exists we saw it It, you always question yourself and telling the story of people are always interested in hearing this story Mm -hmm. and you try not telling it at least he wasn't going to talk about a long time ago like i would kind of openly talk about it but once you mention the mushrooms everyone's like ah these guys are just crazy yeah yeah we are a little crazy but not that crazy I I'll totally admit to being crazy, but we saw that. Yeah, yeah. We saw like that. that happened. Yeah, it was real. That's awesome. Before, if you are comfortable talking about some of the other stories, there was some follow up for this one. Maybe we should do first. There's one more chapter to the end of this tale. So let's start with that last piece, last chapter of this story that happened later. This this is this is all Logan too. This this happened. This, is, this when you said. Is this your little Chelsea joke or? uh, No, no, this is your, uh, you told me at one point that you think you ran into this guy at a party or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It wasn't necessarily a party. We just all got home from the bar and we're, you know, getting a little inebriated and all kinds of fun things, you know, vitamin C, all the stuff and yeah, having a great time and we were out smoking cigarettes and all of a sudden, this guy, this like he had to be like seven foot tall Navajo dude in pure form. You could definitely see him. He might have been like six seven. But it's like really two. And really he was really big. Just like he looked like he could play rugby or something like that, or like a professional lacrosse player. Just huge. 
And uh, we're all just talking bullshit. We're not even talking about like American history or any takeovers of native lands. Like we're just bullshit. And this guy just appears on the wall. My buddy lives in the complex with like a really tall cinder block wall. It's about like eight feet. And then there's gravel up there where the sidewalk is, you know? So it's like dug out off of a hill and that's where that complex is. Is this, uh, is, are these the apartments at Cherry and Benito there? Yeah, that's them. That's them. So basically the same area where it's not too far away from the library where it all kind of started to happen. And I lived in the same area. A lot of us do. We live downtown. And, uh, yeah, uh, all my friends kind of went inside because he was, he came up to us. He was a little sketchy, but I just figured he was like a transient man until he started talking about all kinds of stuff. You know, white people taking over land, trying to get me to fight him. And I just told him I knew who he was. I don't know if it was him. He didn't do anything crazy. He was just kind of the only thing that was crazy. He just kind of like popped out of nowhere and was on that wall. And that's what kind of threw me off because I'm usually pretty observant what's around me. I don't know. But wouldn't you say it's odd to have this thought that I, I know who you are? Like on some level, intuition-wise, you, you felt that this was might well be the same. Well, yeah. If you see them once, they're probably going to be coming around again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they chose you. And this was only a couple blocks from where that original story we told happened. Did anyone know him or did he really just be, you know, he just kind of, appeared no my buddy's a brewer and he feels like he had a second occasion with the same guy mm -hmm. um he like i said uh my brewer buddy hasn't had an experience like jeremy and i've had right uh but he just feels like that guy was a little off and he agrees that he appeared on the wall but that guy popped up not asking for anything doing the same kind of rhetoric but we're in flag stuff too so you got to realize we deal with a lot of like transients mm -hmm. and like 50% of them are natives coming from the reservation trying to get drunk, and it's sad. And some of them are really cool. I've met a lot of good friends through it, but a lot of them get stranded out here and they just get drunk. Right. So that's the reality. And the white people from Phoenix do the same thing. Everyone does. Like, it's not just the natives. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to get drunk out here in Flag. I'd rather deal with the drunk natives than the drunk Scottsdaleans, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there you go. Here, here. Oh, I love all you and your Teslas. <laughs> What about the hair length? Was the hair length similar? Oh, yeah. It was definitely the same thing. He was a gargantuan man. Wow. And like I said, the shape-shifting thing, like they can make you like, so this is someone we saw who was rather large and on the sidewalk, he was rather large. And then my occurrence, I don't know if Jeremy heard the growl when we were smoking cigarette after our first story. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things ma's actually heard before mm -hmm. what we talked about in the garage briefly and when you said that i was like that's one of those things that made me tingle i was like oh my god i remember that, yeah, that i i do remember the growl the sun, yeah the sun was coming up and we were smoking cigarettes we're like well that was a fucked up experience let's just smoke <laughs> cigarettes and watch the sun come up you know we weren't <laughs> planning on staying up all night long but yeah. after that and yeah maybe the tea was a little strong but he says it was only a gram so i'll just take his word I I never make it. it. It's either half a gram or a gram yeah, yeah. when I make it. I never make it very strong. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate that. I think you said it somewhere. Uh, this wasn't an amount that would have made you guys incoherent. This is what you're used to. You guys have been right. experienced right. Uh, this psilocybin on many occasions. I've done some hero doses in my time. This I've done doses that would put me in places to see things like that that aren't there. Right. Yeah. This wasn't even close to that. Yeah. This was just literally our plan was drink a light tea and go walk around in the woods and maybe go downtown, walk, 
you know, kind of bounce around downtown a little bit. Like it, it was not a, Hey, let's trip our balls off. Right. Kind of experience. It was a, Hey, let's just get a little euphoric and go walk around in the woods. And you guys talking to each other, you would say you were stone sober from, from your perspective, as far as just t- talking about what's happening and, and getting feedback from each other. Well, I mean, I mean, we definitely always get high and do our things. Right, but like, I mean, this for is, you guys, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's it was not far off a normal night for us. Put right. it, put it that way. I right. mean, we don't. I don't drink a gram of mushroom tea every day. But, right. Um, it's not like putting you on a whole different level. It's just a, a, right. a little bit different. Of a, it's a different buzz. You know what I mean? Like, right. Logan and I are stoners. We, fully admitted i've i've been high since 1993 when it comes to weed mm-hmm. uh i don't do a lot of other stuff and when i do it's generally light gotcha. and as we said we're telling the truth if, if we had done a hero dose and been all whacked out i wouldn't even see it as a story worth telling i'd just be like that was a weird trip yeah yeah so yeah. i've definitely seen way weirder things and if we want <laughs> if we want to get into that at some point about what's the weird things you've seen while you're tripping your balls off i'll tell right. you about it the stuff right. i remember anyway this was not that I think we should finish that story now. <laughs> let's let's uh, move us along here, Miles. Yep. Well, no, well, thank you for that. Um, you mentioned during the story, though, Logan, that you had heard other stories from the Southwest. If you can say second, third-hand account, let us know, you know who's... First-hand accounts, too, if you have any other personal stories yes. you mind, don't mind sharing. The first-hand is always better. Well, I think we'll, I want to start with the skin... Walker. And then we'll get to some other Logan adventures. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like you said, they're like third hand. Like I've had friends, girlfriends walking at night, kind of just doing their own thing, dealing with someone on like their legs, like crab walking kind of thing. But it wasn't like necessarily human. I don't, I don't know. It just goes and goes from drum circles in the middle of the woods over past like Kenlani, like all kinds of weird shit happens out here, like. It, you know, you people have the internet as well. Yeah. Research it. Do some of your own research. We That's have. what I've done as well. You know, yeah. I, half the shit I know is just from reading. Yeah. Like forums, so on and so forth. Like we're not trying to expose something here, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're just talking about something and the natives don't talk about this for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But that is also, we when we did our, our episode, or this, I believe it was the first one, we talked about an event that happened right at, in Schweitzer Canyon area. An FMC employee in the 80s was found killed, and it seemed ritualistic. And parts, you know, like one breast was missing, and there were sticks around her in a kind of ritualistic way. And that was right in that area that you guys were walking, essentially. That that was right in the patch of woods that it first started when he saw my face change. Right. And that's that's where the whole saga started. That's where things started started getting weird, and they just kept getting weirder that yeah. night. Yeah. And this face changing thing, it wasn't like a like this is Jeremy's face for like ten minutes. This was like a blip. This was like a split second. And like uh, you see any shitty like Western movie with like the white hand or the like the hand of Sauron, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of like that, but just like spread down. Mm-hmm. Like like something just kind of passed through me or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. And then the shadow. I don't know. Dang. You don't see many coyotes out here in Flagstaff. They usually like stay out away from the cities. You'll see deer. You'll see elk every once in a while, but not coyotes. Yeah, I've seen one on the on, on Schweitzer Mesa 
actually. Yeah. During the day with Alex Bone. Yeah. During the day with Alex Bone. Correct. You saw a coyote in a yeah. place you don't usually see coyotes. Correct. So right on top of Switzerland. On, ma- on the mesa. Right, in the, right above the hill from where the story happened. That, that kind of plays yeah. into all that stuff we were talking about up so far. When yes. His whole Walnut Canyon experience. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't what he described, but it, was, but it was a large coyote, and it was in the day, and it's the only coyote. I see coyotes all the time in Phoenix. I had not seen a coy- or other parts of Arizona. So we do have other things we want to pick on Logan about. And uh, before we get into some of the other weird things that you've experienced, we do want to touch on we... Back in the day, the whole, you know, Scooby-Doo gang lived in Flagstaff, and we were ready for anything, and we were waiting for the call by the phone to go help our friends if they ever needed us in some kind of a paranormal situation. I bet bet you guys were a lot of fun, too. (laughs) (laughs) We finally get that call from, Jeremy tells me, Logan is living in a place with a poltergeist. And then we rally the troops to go help you because we're ready. We have the equipment, and we're going to be there. And what happens, Logan? Can you can you finish? That sweet baby <laughs> broke up with me, and I had to move away, which is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Not not for us because he does have an experience story with the poltergeist. Oh, well, I mean, she has her own story. So it, that whole complex is like an NAU complex. So apparently. The main house is the old library for NAU, and someone hung themselves like back in the day in the attic, something like that. So that house is definitely haunted. There's about five different houses on that property. One's from like Jerome, one's from Williams. They've been cut in half. They've been moved. So no one knows like what spirits are what. And then she also had the grandmother die in the place that we lived. So it, I, I don't know. There's a door opening at one point. My uh, her grandmother died. Yeah, her grandmother passed away in that place. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I slept in that room, but that wasn't like a bad thing. Like she was a sweet lady. I you know, know, I don't think she was trying to haunt shit. I, I didn't know she had a personal ghost there. Like that. Yeah, no. A lot of other people have lived there before her grandmother even passed away. You know, I live at the like a place downtown Flagstaff where it was an old motel slash bordello. You know, there there people having sex in my room back in like the 30s so, well someone like, should shit happens you know the downtown flagstaff's a pretty haunted place if you believe in that shit and i didn't believe in it till i moved to the southwest till i had my own experiences why don't we start with what you experienced in the house and then if you can relay something that maybe your girlfriend experienced well, well that others. experience i've had a couple of ghost experience but that experience was my ex was passed out drunk after a bar and i was like okay i'm gonna hang out and watch some tv and so i hear she has a security uh, like a security door and then just like a normal wood door with a deadbolt and all the stuff mm-hmm. and the security door was locked the wooden door was open and i heard that security door close open and close and then lock and i'm just like hey lady face i thought you were passed out well she was passed out Mm-hmm. But that wasn't much of an experience. It was just like a sound, something passing through. Right. My first experience in Flagstaff, I worked for the city of Flagstaff, and I was on Lone Tree. And I was picking up trash. It was something we did once a week, micro trash and like aluminum and hubcaps. And uh, yeah, I look up. There's this uh, college kid with a backpack. Looked like she wore stuff from like the 90s. 
and then pick up a piece of trash, look back up, and she was gone. And I'm like, holy shit, this girl just got hit by a car or something. So like, kind of run down to the ditch where you could see anyways from the top of the road anyways, but maybe there was something obstructing my view. Kind of ran to the woods, which is open. It's not like the woods in the Midwest or like the Pacific Northwest where it's just like ferns everywhere. It's just Ponderosa Forest and maybe some scrub oak. And yeah, she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Dang. Yeah. Simple enough, man. Uh, I had no explanation. I was sober. Mm-hmm. I was just working. I have a daughter I was taking care of. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't scary. It was just something that happened. Same for uh, my ex's place. Same stuff. She said her sister used to, like, communicate with the ghost when she was a little kid. Like, see him all the time and, like, talk to him at night. Uh, and this is back in, in the in the house where the ground Yeah, was. back at the other house. I was just telling my first story of when right. I worked for the city cleaning up trash. That right. was like my first ghost experience. Yep. My last house over by Cherry Hill, 3.30 morning usually. And this place is weird. So this place is kind of sketchy. Like the owner of this place is a multimillionaire. And so that guy, it's just like podunk, like drywall with insulation over the drywall and like wiring going through it. Oh, so like he just ghetto, he doesn't mm-hmm. spend his money, he's frugal. Anyways, so the attic is like completely drywalled off. So there's one recovery. of those old school stairwells that pulls down, right? And then you have this little storage space up there disconnected from the whole top portion of the household, which is kind of weird because he installed that himself. Anyways, so I'd wake up at 3.30 in the morning every once in a while and I had a ex-girlfriend that was hanging out. I have a lot of ex-girlfriends, God damn it. She came over and I was like, hey, wake up. Do you hear that above us? And she's like, yep, yep. It sounds like someone's trying to kick open that drywall. And that happened at least like six times. And I lived there for like almost a year. Wow. And that was super weird. But that was like a just more sound. You know, I never really saw anything. Did your girlfriend have any experiences in in the residence that? She did. But those are her experiences. If she wanted to talk about it, she probably would. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I, I wouldn't want to like get something wrong in her stories. I, I appreciate that. You know, I'm trying to be like discreet on where I say these houses are, you yeah. know, because it is still right. their property that they own in Flagstaff. Right. So I'm not saying streets, things like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's up to her. Like, I mean, they are all the old, beautiful houses in Flagstaff. It's a gorgeous place. And a lot of families have probably spent a lot of good time in those places. But I, I don't know what ghosts are. I have no clue, but I've seen them. What the hell was behind that drywall, man? So yeah. was that like his his prison slash dungeon room, his murder room, or was that a demon he was trying to keep at bay? Like either way, it's it's freaky. But Yeah, that guy kind of weirded me out. Like I never met him, uh, but uh, he tossed out a mother and a kid and me to let his drunk alcohol friends destroy the property, which happened, which is really sad. Because it's a cool job. old house. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's I don't I don't know. Like uh, that guy's a little sketchy. <laughs> well, I would just like to paint a picture for those who have don't understand what happened. And I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, Logan, but we finally get the call. The mystery machine is all revved up within 48 hours of Jeremy saying. Logan's got a poltergeist. We're, we're going to go on our first adventure. We finally get the call. I talked to Jeremy within 72 hours max, and you've been thrown out of that residence by your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm The a mystery piece of machine shit. pulls back into the garage, and we are sad. 
just, it's just how we roll. You yeah, know? Like I, we, well, I we know. Always, oh, we, I know how we roll. We always show up just a little yeah. too late yeah. is kind of how we always do it. You said you had perfect timing. I heard you say this. Yeah, but you, I think your influence negates my superpower. Wow. <laughs> he just said it. <laughs> Dang. Really, it was the whole... The whole thing with that troop, it was like we were always just too late with everything we did. Wow. I think that's what it was, was that particular group. We just couldn't get our shit together quick enough ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- yeah, I bet those guys were a lot of fun. <laughs> As I say a second time. We definitely had a lot of fun. I will, I will, we were good at the fun part. Well, yeah. So someday we're going to get the call again. And dang nabbit, you better not be involved, Logan. <laughs> Plead the fifth. <laughs> so yeah, anything to add? Anything I didn't ask? Anything I should have asked? Uh, any wrap up for any of these stories? I'm just glad we rehashed that because even though it's not like a huge complicated one, uh, it is much clearer in my mind. Especially the walking around and like like Logan said, every time we were by like one of those dark gullies or something, the dog was freaking out mm-hmm. and like. To the point where it's like, what is up with the dog? Right. And like, and I remember, and it was probably one of those times with the dog where you were paying more attention to the dog, but where I was saying on Kendrick there, just north of Wheeler Park, where there's that little gully. Yeah. I got, I remember getting a really weird feeling on that. Like the dog was really trying to get down in that gully mm-hmm. and Logan's trying to, you know, get the dog to move along. And I was like whoa what is down there like I, I totally have a recollection of a moment where i was like we got to get away from the spot i mean that's how that whole walk was when we were by like the creek the well rio de flag let's not call it the creek it's temperate but uh yeah i mean it's just felt like it, it was dry that year so was it the spring or the summer i can't even recall what time of year it was i i remember it was warm out it was a warm night i i, I want to say it was in the spring actually i could probably pinpoint this i believe it was spring of 2011 it was a while ago yeah thanks for adding that part because you know putting a little context in the time yeah for sure for sure and this was my i think the reason i kind of blocked this one out this happened before all my other ones this Mm -hmm. was my first like logan said if you if you want to know what we're talking about just move to the southwest and start going out to places and you'll maybe experience something yourself but uh it was my first experience with something like that and i think that's why i didn't really want to talk about it once that one in the taxi that's a taxi story right and for a taxi driver like stuff that happens in the car is Mm -hmm. much more detached than stuff that happens to you on your own time so that story actually as much as it still freaks me out to tell it to this day like 10 years later it, I always found that one a little easier to get into because it was just a taxi story and not my story. Is that the blue jean guy? Yeah, yeah the hitchhiker. The buckle. Yeah, I remember that story. Jeremy and I have known a long time. Like we've, we've known each other for a very long time, and we met through the taxi for sure. And so, don't get it wrong. Like we're not the kind of crazy people that just stay up all night long. We don't do that anymore. But when we were driving taxi. We stayed up all night and drove a taxi and we made money. So like, what do you do with a Monday? Well, you stay up and then you sleep all day long and hopefully get a nap so you could like get some actual normal sleep and enjoy a real day. Like you never got a real day. So like the nighttime was the right time. The morning time was the right time to do stuff. 
I had six years on the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. During the winter, there were times when I wouldn't see the sun for weeks. Wow. For sure. For sure. Now, you, you say you can detach the other story that we heard of the hitchhiker out on the res. and But which one would... So you're kind of alluding that this one with Logan was the scariest and the most personal to you. Definitely the most personal because he was coming at us. You know what I mean? Like he was there because of us. Yeah, you determined it was probably your ride. In the taxi. See, that's the taxi driver detachment there. It's like, oh, he wasn't after me. He was after the guy in my back seat. Yeah. I'm I'm just there to drive him home. I'm not involved. Right. You know, that's your detachment level. That's, yeah. I think, I really do think that's why I'm so much more comfortable with that one. Although now that I really have recollected this one, thank you, Logan, uh, I'd, I'd be more willing now because my perspective has changed so much from then to share that more. Mm-hmm. But like, I was pretty new here. Like I was pretty fresh in Flagstaff and still reasonably new in the Southwest at that point. And that was like... That first one, when the guy's right there messing with us, that that was freaky. It was freaky. You know, Logan, we talk about Portal Guardians and Bone when he was staying out in Walnut Canyon, a, a three-legged crayon yellow coyote came to visit him. This is a similar thing. You just yeah. moved into the Southwest, and you were, you were going to be here a while, and something new you were going to be here a while, and maybe it wanted to make sure you deserve to be here. It was checking me out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why that was that night. Yeah. Because I was pretty new in Flagstaff. Interesting. Huh. That, that is interesting. I mean, I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't like first day or anything, but, but it's I, I hadn't out. earned my local stripes by any means yet, yeah. you know. To give you an idea how, you know, last night, as you're aware, I came back from the library and what did I do? I followed that wash at 11 o'clock at night. What you did when you came back from the library is drink all my beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there, that's true. Well, they don't serve beer in the library. I've been trying. I mean, I ask. I would spend a lot more time reading if they serve beer at the <laughs> if library. If they serve coffee at the library, I'd be ecstatic. You start being that guy who carries around 99 shots. Yeah. Yeah, I just bring those in the library. You're fine. Well, my totem is malt liquor. It's uh, actually Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Which malt liquor do you enjoy the best? Mad Dog 2020 Banana Red. Banana Red. Yeah. I would figure you say like Mickey's or something like that. Mickey's Big Mouth. No, those are the grenades. Bad dog. You, you, actually, if I see the bottle, I think I get nauseous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's my totem animal. You're not supposed to. Well, it is because oh, no. if I can't if drink you, my you totem, you can't eat your totem animal. Maybe it makes you sick. It, it is my totem animal. Then. Yeah. My oh, my totem boy. animal is a bear, and yours is Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. We figured this out. to get out of that, and it's making more sense now. Thanks. Mine's a Pie Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it's very All right. specific. Uh, well, that's what it is. Any other spooky stuff you want to throw in there, Logan, before we uh, get the hook out and drag I you out? I over the bed. Edit. <laughs> there you go, boys. Thank goodness for the edit button. Let's get the hell out of here, Moss. <laughs> the hook. The hook. The hook is here. All right. Well, thank you, Logan. We really do appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, we're going to appreciate the, uh, at some editing during this extravaganza. <laughs> but, but thanks again for finally coming out. And uh, the next time you are in trouble, though, hopefully you stay long enough for the gang to get there and uh, help you out. I was never in trouble. Uh, that's what he said. Don't fear. You guys lived it. You guys didn't have more experiences. Even when you p- potentially ran into the same critter you did not show fear i know who you are 
and I got to give you some credit for that, Logan. I know who you are, and uh, I'm not. I don't feel as good about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before this goes farther off the rails, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna wrap it up with me and Maz here. So hang on just a second. All right. So there you go, everybody. That is the closing story for my us files in the skin walker category hope you all enjoyed it as much as i enjoyed rehashing it and really getting it clear in my brain again mm-hmm. once again thank you logan for making that happen uh so what what do you think Moz? about like because you hadn't known that story before you knew my hitchhiker story before i told it on air i think this is the first one of my stories you heard for the first time on microphone correct and uh it it did not disappoint i i i knew something strange had happened just from the build-up from logan who had stopped by when we set this up i was very excited and it just for me it's just again these these are it's you the co-host and it's one of the, your dearest friends having this experience to me, it just gets so close to home and we're going to have a lot of other interviews and they're not going to be us in these stories. So for me, it kind of blows me away when we just don't have to go very far to find stories that can freak us out. Again, why we really needed to start this podcast is that we had that arsenal sitting there waiting for us to unleash it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have to go out and find people we don't know and, and, you know, go through the paces of vetting people and whatnot we could bring in these people that we know have stories we know are trustworthy and in, in telling their their truth as far as they know it so and everything godzilla. like that so yeah so help them godzilla because we will unleash godzilla on them we, we can do that don't lie to me yeah. man it's actually mecha godzilla well yeah because we only deal with tech yeah. now because we're we're becoming yeah. cyber shaman godzilla's harder to rein in does his own thing <laughs> He's like a contract worker. He's hard. He's here like one day a week. Yeah, I can only imagine what what the bill is for the cleanup after that as well. You know, <laughs> yikes! Like he only costs a couple million. The cleanup's a couple billion. <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's those incurred costs they don't tell you about that really cost you in the end. It's like renting a moving truck. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah, it's a it's dark road. I totally just lost our rails. Okay. What were we talking about? We were going to wrap up finally our skin walker episodes yeah. uh, with this one. And, and it, you know, it was a, it's a, it's a journey I'm still on with my shape shifting arc. And right. It's connected, but you know, we did specifically that started your arc in episodes three and four. We actually do have a couple more friend interviews that will be coming up later in the season that do deal with this somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg's in particular, I think had a number of the skin Walker stories, but, uh, but this was the last one that was part of the canon yeah. that we wanted to create, so to speak. So yeah, this is, this is kind of the close of the real saga that we started back in episode three and that has been bouncing through our timeline ever since it's the cherry on the logan shit sunday there you go (laughs) (laughs) we had to swear at least once outside the interview that one was for you logan (laughs) that was for you logan that's an s-bomb for you personally oh and speaking of which mad cujo's award logan 
Mad Cujo's. Mad Cujo's. Ah, damn boy! I'm glad we didn't forget that because he totally earned that reward right there. All right, and uh, yeah, so there you go. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up the S-Dub saga here? I'm Moss? excited to continue on our journey from, as you say, love to hate. No, hate to love, thank you. Why would we go towards hate? Because <laughs> we're opposites. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. I can't do it your way. But we're going to pass each other at some point. I, I, I'll see, flip I, you the bird. That's how we know you're the evil twin, though, because <laughs> I'm going towards love I, and you're I going keep, towards hate. I keep saying, when I try to say the Godzilla one, I always swear to hell instead yeah. of every time. I think you should just say it that way because you yeah. your brain wants to see. <laughs> he, he always says the first time, do you swear to hell <laughs> that you will tell the truth? And you cut a bunch of them out. Right? I have to edit it. And every time you, oh. I said hell again, and it takes you like three tries to not say hell. Do you swear to hell? It's like, where yeah. does that come from in your brain, Moz? Well, totally know. the evil twin here. I'm going that way. That's going what, on the. That's why I'm the jabber, and yeah, you're the walkie. walkie. Yeah, I'm heading towards the wolf of the east, and you're heading towards the thunderbird. We'll pass each other at some point. I wish I was a headlight on a northbound train. Oh yeah, I see what you're doing there. Gotcha. Alrighty then, let's wrap this up and get the hell out of here. Thanks for coming, everybody. If you really enjoyed it and you want to get more, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash monsterloratory. You can join for as little as $5 a month. You can get pre-release episodes. We're usually about four to six weeks ahead of our recording. And you get a side trail in the members area for every episode we release. They tend to run about 25, 30 minutes, although there is some fluctuation there. Some of them are quite a bit longer, depending on the subject that does it for this interview we will be back next week with our standard deep dive sort of episode again till then have a good one listener Cheers.